Hello, friends. Welcome back to the first official episode of Slide Between the Pages. Season three. I'm Amanda. And I'm Beck. <laughs> Welcome to anybody that is listening in for the first time and thank you for joining us. Um, you can follow us on social media. So um, if you just search slide between the pages, we are on Instagram and TikTok. Any support that we get there or in our Facebook group is much appreciated. And really another thing that you can do to help support us is to leave a review or to give us a rating on where whatever platform you listen to your podcast, because it does actually help out a lot and we would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We do have a couple of people that we wanted to give a shout out to something that we wanted to start doing because honestly, um, we both work full time. We've both got two kids. Um, our husbands both work, um, shift work, and then we do the podcast on the side and there is a bit going into it. And sometimes we can get stressed out and, you know, be a bit down and whatnot. And we get little messages of support from people that listen um, to the podcast. And really it's enough to just bring our motivation levels right back up and get us right back on board. So do you want to start with the shout outs? Mm-hmm. Um, now these two people have been listening to our podcast right from the very beginning and have followed us right from the very beginning too. So and I think what is most, um, I don't know, I think what blew me away the most when we started this and then the messages we were receiving was the actual reach of our listeners as well. So we would love to send some love out to Imogen. Shannon, thank you girls. You ladies are brilliant and we love the little messages of support just the friendship that we've got from you all the way it really has kept us motivated to keep going and we really appreciate it so that's a start thank you so before we get into the episode this week what have you been up to Mm. well not seeing you We've been separated for a week, guys. <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's been quite normal given lockdowns and whatnot over here in Australia um, that we have had to do a lot of things virtually. But we were slowly starting to get back to a little bit of a sense of normalcy. We've got the Rona in my house. So, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been a fun week for me because my daughter got it first, then I got it. Now my son's got it. Um, my husband's the only one that's... He's Stay like pretty. got the super superior immunity. <laughs> oh, so it was a bit of a pain in the ass, to be honest. Um, kids were yeah. to go back to school. I agree. That was also annoying. But mm. yeah, it was a very big fog as well. And I know that Beck and I spoke a lot. Um, I don't remember all of it now that I'm starting to come out of the fog. I know. And it's a little bit frustrating because I'm like, you're sending me text message. I'm like, we've had this conversation. <laughs> honestly like it was repeating these I was very unwell with it um and yeah I don't remember a lot one conversation I do recall in great clarity um is that I did have a conversation with Beck about what I looked like (laughs) and (laughs) essentially Mm -hmm. I had sent a snapchat to her and then I when I called her I was like seriously I had a filter on that snapchat and I still looked extremely pale so I 
hate to think what I look like in person. And she went on for a long time describing exactly what I did look like. I think essentially it was something like a steaming pile of shit that was as high as a house that had also been set on fire again. Um, That's just an imagery for you if you want to know what I did look like during that time. I think that's just true friendship right there, though. It is. It is I'm not true bull- friendship. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, you look well. You didn't. <laughs> and you honestly, didn't. like, I just found it hilarious. So no, I think- <laughs> don't come for her. That's just the type of friendship we have. <laughs> <laughs> it's just honest and, you know. And it's obviously, thought- it's what I needed. I needed a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was it just sort of came to me it was I didn't even have to think about it it was just honestly it wasn't it was quite a good monologue it went I for thought, a while I thought the more descriptive I wanted to be super descriptive because that's what I'm like I like to really describe so you can visualize it so and yeah I think it was very good visual um mm. for me to take away so I appreciate it but yeah, other than that, yeah, that's basically all I've done. So I must say with our next guest, we did interview her whilst I was in the midst of, of the Rona fog. Early <laughs> um, in the morning. Early in the morning. And that's after, how committed, how committed Amanda was. I was committed. Um, <laughs> Beck's like, we should postpone this. And I was like, no, I'm a professional. Anyway, after that um, hour interview, I was unconscious for about five hours. So it mm. did, it did take a lot not, out of me. And I apologize for whatever happened during that interview. Rosalie, I tried my best and I hope it came out all right. Um, but yes, we, we did chat to Rosalie about the Highgate preparatory academy series and Mm, mm, um mm. i guess you'll hear from her up next so tune in and then we'll catch you on the flip side welcome friends this is our first official episode of the season so we did have a special episode last week but this is our first official episode and we're very excited to talk about the highgate preparatory academy series with rosalie welcome Hello, hello. Nice to be here. (laughs) Well, we're very excited to chat with you because we were meant to be catching up at the end of last year, but then we couldn't because of illness, which was so sad, but we're glad you um, are recovered now and we can finally talk about this, these books that we've been obsessed with. (gasps) So firstly, I wanted to say congratulations because um captured which is the first book in the series um recently won first place in the art or the reverse harem poly and menage romance lovers award for the favorite erotica bdsm romance book of 2021 which is huge yeah Yeah, i I, it'd be really nice to be entered and then i just obviously missed that someone had nominated me and then it was only my friend Mila and she was like congratulations I was like on oh, what oh <laughs> <laughs> notifications and then I found out that I'd won and I was like oh this is so exciting although it was very ironic because that morning I'd got a message from Amazon being like cool we've taken your book out of erotica <laughs> I was like, oh, no, never mind <laughs> oh I love that that's fantastic but honestly, like it's it's a huge honor for it to be nominated and then to win. Like 
the favorite book of the entire year. It's not just like a small thing. So that's, that's awesome. Okay. So what we are talking about is the Highgate Preparatory Academy series today. So there's three books. The first is a, is a prequel novella. So that's Hunted. Then we've got Captured and Bound. Um, and it is basically, you've got your secret society, reverse harem. It's a bit dark, you know, so we've got a little bit of everything yeah. in there, which is, you know, as, as we know, we all love that. We all love a bit of darkness yeah. in our romance. <laughs> I just um, want to say with, um, with Hunted, that really draw, draws you in. Like I read that first and oh, I loved, I just loved the characters. In that, that is dark. <laughs> so dark. Oh, really? It, yeah. It's, do you know, I started Hunted halfway through Captured because I read about a thing called a reader magnet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh I could do that yeah so I just sort of wrote that I paused captured wrote that and had it as um <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Amanda if you were an author that's how you would write too <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> you'd be multitasking <laughs> um meets Ryan Oh, Ryan. Ryan. I love Ryan. I love Ryan. And he's just so accepting and loving. And she, anyway, he's there as Lily's basically stand-in father for the whole of her life. And you're all like kind of get lulled into a false sense of security, even though you know what's coming because, you know, she's, I mean, Lily's 17 and like we've lived 17 years mm -hmm. here free uh and then no no it's not meant to be boom and then in boom. comes the reader magnet <laughs> now another thing that we shall mention about this is that while she's dancing at the club so she initially starts as a waiter and then she becomes a dancer when they find out she's pregnant because they say, you know, that actually lures the guys in. And while she's dancing there, um, there's a guy that's obsessed with her named Black. Mm. And he is there. He's always respectful. Um, you know, he one day brings Julian, Ash's dad, to the club and realises how uncomfortable she is and says he'll never be back um and you know so he's he's a mystery black we don't know really much about him other than he's very powerful and obviously very rich um but he's just someone that we will mention at this point so anyway you know lily and laura have a fight because good old ryan's still not married like poor ryan just there the whole time I and, know, um, poor ryan i know and Ace comes in and ruins the day like the horrible bastard that he is and stabs her to death in a gruesome manner. What a dick move. What a he is dick terrible. Move. And he waited so such long as well. <laughs> like he waited so long. Like there was such a sense of security that he'd lulled her into there. And then he's just like comes in with his villain monologue to tell her about you know how he wants the bonds and he knows that she's got them and she's like you'll never find them and then he like drops the bomb about how he knows about about lily like he's known all along like i'll get our daughter Ugh. 
God. Anyway, kills her violently, <laughs> leaves her in, you know, liters of blood on the floor in the kitchen. And, you know, poor old Lily has to come home and see it. So that kind of leads into Captured. And I think, like, so Lily kind of, I guess, puts that, she's very traumatised by the whole thing because she found a mum and she was kind of out of it for for weeks afterwards. She'd been hospitalised, she'd been drugged because she was just so inconsolable. And then she gets introduced to this, rando uncle that she she didn't know about who all of a sudden moves to a different country Lexi and Ryan are just nowhere to be found Mm. and she's like just alone so of course I know poor Lily poor Lily yeah poor Lily but you know but then then she goes to this academy and she gets put to sent to her to her room, um, which has happens to be with with four other guys. Um, now, obviously, initially you're like, mm, how did they make that mistake? But then, you know, clearly the Black Knight Corporation had something to do with it, as we know her infamous father. But I mean, <laughs> this is where you fall in love with Loki, or Loki, right? Because he's just like. <laughs> 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 that initial bathroom scene so I, just can't even. I was like we just get straight to not it not a slow burn no <laughs> no it's no. really not at all no and just like you know um she refers to her you know what as her majesty which i like and She's just like, oh, okay, hello. <laughs> look at all these, look at all these hot guys. And then of course Ash has to open his mouth and just be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You're not, you don't get a room here. So bugger off. And she's like, that's fine. I'll just sleep in Loki's room. I mean, why she just wouldn't goes you? For it. She, uh, why wouldn't you? She exactly. does, yeah, I don't need my own room at this point. <laughs> no, exactly. And Loki's like, hell yeah. I'm up for it. I'm up for anything. <laughs> he really is. I love Loki. He's just like, no shit is given. <laughs> no, he really isn't. He's just like, yep, cool. This is works out fantastically for me. Um, he is pissed, you know, so mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, I mean, we could talk all day about him and his piercings, but I guess we need to talk about other things as well. We don't need to. We could just make it. Piercing. Yeah, we could just make it all about the piercings. <laughs> well, I mean, if, well, while we're talking about piercings, we can say Kai does have a Jacob's Ladder. I just want to say now, I know we're yeah. skipping way ahead, but my God, he's my favourite. Like, Kai. I, oh, I do love Kai. Like everything about him. And then when you find out all of those added bonuses <laughs> that he has and you just like... <laughs> Far out, yes. Like Loki, you know, has a special part in my heart. But he, Kai, mm. he's a dark horse, Kai. I like he's mm. a dark horse. Absolutely. Yeah. So we find out a lot in book one. So firstly, the four boys are being groomed by their families to take over the Black Knight Corporation. Um, and essentially they either have to hurt people or they're hurt 
quite significantly themselves. They're basically being tortured from a young age um, and forced into these different roles. Um, and we find out about Ash's twin, Luke, oh. who killed himself. Um, and that's why he didn't want Lily to stay in the extra room because that was Luke's room, which is really devastating. I just have a like, It explains his assholeish behaviour. It does. It does. It's just like because Luke was just, he couldn't, I guess, withstand the pressure of their dad and taking over that role and whatever else. So he just did that. And so Ash is pretty, pretty tortured over that and how that all went down. Um, and so we find out through that that to deal with that, he does cut himself and he's into a bit of rope play to, you know, get himself under control. This happens further along in the book, but Lily does find out about it. Quite a quite a hot scene following that. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's so many little. hot scenes. I think we just need to be clear here. There's a lot of sex in this book. There is. It is. Yeah, there is. I did I did take some out actually, interestingly. <laughs> As you know, there was quite a lot. There's a, there was a bit more, and I thought, oh, I should maybe take some of this out. So I did recycled it a little bit. But yeah, it's it's you know, they I my figuring was they're eighteen when I was eighteen. If I'd been with four guys, I mean, geez, <laughs> true. <laughs> that's that's true. That is very true. Because she finds him cutting himself, they basically have a code word. So if ever he's feeling out of control, he can use that. She'll go to him and submit to him so that he can essentially get some form of control back. But poor Lily, I mean, she's she's had it hard because obviously she she gets thrown into this world and um, there's a lot of a lot of focus on her because you know the four guys are so sought after and she's kind of thrust right into the middle of them. And so people are trying to bring her down a peg and a guy does attempt to rape her. Um, and then, you know, he gets castrated. So, so it's all good. <laughs> and done. <laughs> that was an interesting Google search. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, someone whilst keeping them alive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And that they did do that. So, I mean, they are brutal. There's not, you can't say anything less than that. Yeah, yeah. They're, not, they're not just good boys. They, they did warn him before, though. They did give him a warning. They did give him a warning that that would happen if he were to touch her. And then they, they were like, well, dude, we told you. So, yeah, they kind of can't go back on that, you know? Yeah, it would make them look weak. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yes. So we also um, get a little bit of insight into Loki um, and his relationship with the girls, his sister's nanny, Clarissa, mm. and you get some inkling about something that's gone on there. She's a bitch, isn't she? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we'll find we out like more about. In, but- no. This is this is where I love fall in love even more with Kai. Is that pool scene? 
the pool scene. The pool scene. I think that's that like a whole chapter, isn't it? Oh, it it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, which is perfectly fine because, you know, they all have to have a turn. But, like, yeah, <laughs> when when she's starting off with Loki and then Kai comes in and at that point they'd only just kind of just kissed or whatever, but then he just starts taking his clothes off slowly and I'm like, and then we find out he's pissed. Like, oh, my God. I love him even more. And then you find out that he's got like a full Jacob's ladder. Yeah. But then oh, he's Dom, he's, he's, he's Dom Kink. And you're like, he's oh Dom my King, God, yeah. I love him even more. Like, what time? Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah. yeah. He was quite a surprise actually, because I was like, oh, initially he was just this geek. And then and then he was like, I'm not just a geek. And I was like, no, you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise surprise Mm. yes um but also the the other scene that's like really stands out is um at ash's 18th and um that's when she gives him a blowy yeah and um and then he watches while she gets it on with loki and jacks god i do love the loki jacks dynamic too I love it. Through the whole book. Yeah. yeah. I, love I it. like their dynamic. And was I love about together. how they just um, go on and on about how big Jax is <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you'll enjoy um, a part of Released that I've just written then because uh, that's reinforced. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny way Very I love funny. that I can't wait to read that scene so we get towards the end of the the book Jax has an issue with um steroid use so he um is sent off to Bali to get himself under control and Lily is at Loki's house waiting until they can go see him while all of the um while Kai and Asha have gone off to their family's house for Christmas and um then she goes into Loki's parents office and <gasps> why is her mum there on the wall her mum's on the wall in the pictures dun, dun, dun. it's like cliffhanger cliffhanger Mm. I didn't think it was that bad I didn't (laughs) think it was such a bad cliffhanger (laughs) do you know it was until you read Hunted so if you read Hunted first it wasn't as bad because you kind of knew because I read Captured first I was like oh my god how is she involved and then when you read back and read Hunted you're like haha yeah got it yeah I I definitely get that because I was kind of like Oh, she's finding <laughs> out now. <laughs> so we cut over to book two, which is bound. Um, and of course, we need to start with some sex. So we do start with Loki and Lily <laughs> in the limo on the way to the airport. Um, and of course, Loki being who he is, he didn't turn off the two-way um speaker. So the driver. So naughty. 
did here. And honestly, I feel awkward for Tom here because Tom's yeah. come back into it. And essentially, like, I know, like, he's had nothing to do with Lily, but also I feel like in a way, mm. like, he would see her as a daughter because he was in love with her mum and he's just heard her having, like, quite graphic sex in the back of his limo. So I do feel sorry <laughs> for him there. Yeah. Like, poor Tom. You lost oh, your that- love of your life. Now you've <laughs> got to listen to your pseudo daughter having sex <laughs> yeah hashtag awkward yeah hashtag, <clears throat> hashtag really awkward, awkward. so <laughs> they're flying to bali and um you know we hear about ash who he's also pierced now mm-hmm. um he won't tell anybody mm-hmm. what it is and he's recovering so he can't you know do the deed but you know due to a bet he decided, well, I have to, I can't back down on a bet and I need to go and get pierced. And, you know, he did, which we later find out he got a magic cross. So, I mean, I feel like she's just really gathering all the piercings in her hand. Yeah, yeah she and, wants to make sure that they're not, you know, they're not all the same. So she's getting different. Yeah. And it just makes sense. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's very clever. Mm-hmm. Mm got to get all the feelings mm. so yeah it does yeah. poor Jax is now the only one I think yeah I know well so far and I mean for now look if he gets his monster pierced well geez who knows what that will be capable of <laughs> actually Mass speaking destruction. of piercings, doesn't Kai have the nipple piercings too I love a good nipple yeah piece. yeah yeah that and was- Loki has a nipple piercing yeah, but Kai was so mysterious. I'm like, oh, I think, I think, yeah. He's got his nipples pierced. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, yes, we do, we do go to Bali. Jax is doing much better. And while they are there, Lily it gets a call to come to London and she goes to London and oh here's a mysterious um will of her mother's and she's got these bonds um to the Black Knight Corporation and Lexi and Ryan are there. Oh, I was so happy that they came back into it. And mm. they basically were like, no, Yeah, no. look, we didn't know where you were. You were lost to us. We couldn't even go to the funeral. Cue all the tears and um now they're back together, a family again. Oh, so sweet. All of that, of course, leads to New Year's Eve at Grey's. And um, look, we get Lily decides to become a dancer, obviously. It makes no sense that she wouldn't on New Year's Eve. And um, and there's quite quite a vigorous edging, I guess we could say, in the lead up to New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> And to a to an explosive happy new year. Absolutely. Best way to see the new year in, I think. So all of that happens. That's a big, a big thing. They've got it, they're working out like how I guess they can keep these bonds a secret and keep Lily safe because they don't want their family to have any more interest in her. Little do they know. You know, they already all know. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're already in the game. Like, you know, you're three steps behind, guys. <laughs> and, oh, we're remiss to say that, you know, Loki didn't wrap it up. And she had to have the morning after pill, but unfortunately it didn't work. Too late. She was knocked up. 
Loki's He's sperm is gone. super spermed. So with um, a little ginger baby. <laughs> too cute. <laughs> that was a completely late detail as well. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was gonna happen. And she's pregnant. I was literally writing and I was like, Look, how could you? Oh my god. <laughs> I, I love it when you're talking to authors and that's like they're like, yeah, we just didn't even know. And then, and then it happened. <laughs> Like you're just as surprised as the readers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So things do t- take an even darker turn in this book because obviously the stakes are higher now. Um, the bonds are in play. Lily's pregnant, and the board members or the parents, um, you know, of Black Knight Corporation had decided to step it up and try and, you know, force the issue a little bit more now. So they're like, okay, um, well, Ash's dad, Julian, hate him so much. He's like, you know what? (laughs) Literally what we could either do is like kill her or I can just force Ash to marry her. Then, you know, all of the bonds will go into his name when we kill her. So we'll do that and, um, yeah, they go to this ominous dinner and uh, Ash has to propose to her and nobody knew it was going to happen until the last minute. So they were all gutted, but he's like, it's all good, guys. We can still share, like, even when I'm married. But Ash is kind of, like, secretly like, I don't care because I really want to be married to her. But, you know, that's fine. You can have sex with her still. That's fine. But I'm going to be the husband. Yeah, I'm going to play it down. I know. He's like, his little controlling tendencies are like. I am the leader. Like, yeah, I can deal with this, but that's because I'm going to be married. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and at the same dinner, Loki's basically told that he has to get married to Amber. Otherwise, they're going to kill Lily. So Loki like pulls away from everybody and doesn't tell anybody and then like just thinks nobody's going to find out. I don't know what his thoughts were there. But obviously, you know, um, Lily does find out. And surprisingly, she's just like, it's fine. We'll get through this. I mean, I feel like maybe just a knee to the balls would have been would have been justified there uh, prior to the acceptance, but that's fine. I guess she's she's a strong woman. She's just accepting and she understands the situation. So good on her for being mature about it. I think she quite likes his balls. I think that's probably maybe. This is true, but I mean, she's she already, got, like, I would, she already got something like out of them, you know. She did. <laughs> um, that's true. That is true. So they're like, look, we need to... Um, we need to, I guess, find a way out of this. So obviously the only way out is basically we'll just murder one of the board members and then pin it on all of the other board members. And I think that's just like legit. That seems the way. It's logical, logical steps, I think. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Mm, exactly. So high stakes, obviously. Um, Lily, Julian's basically saying, you know, you can't be with anybody else. You're only allowed to be with Ash. This better be Ash's kid. 
she's all like, no, I'm not giving up anybody. So, you know, they go to the Valentine's ball and she's all like dirty dancing with everyone. And then so the punishments start to begin. So Jax's mom gets beat up really, really badly, which is so horrible. And Luke's suicide note gets spread all over campus. We find out about Kai being abused by his uncle from when he was 10 years old. Loki being abused by Clarissa from when he was 13. So all of these things are spread around the campus, like just horrible things. And there's a suggestion that Lily is also going to be punished. So she's the only one that hasn't been punished as such. Um, And Julian's got this weird fascination with her. And it's quite gross. It's really creepy. He's he's really weird, isn't he? He's just like, and so yeah the wedding gets scheduled for her 18th birthday she finds a new friend willow and i'm still sure what her deal is Mm. yet so i'm very and i'm just this uncle as well like i'm confused about the uncle like who it is like is the uncle ace and he's just pretending to be the uncle anyway we'll find out more about that i guess in the next book but these are just my thoughts yeah i was a bit sus on on, um on willow as well i'm like "Mm, i really want to like you i want her to be (laughs) the lexi but at the moment i'm guarded (laughs) i am guarded because of all the stuff that's going on and it's just Mm. very convenient timing yeah (laughs) yeah poor willow but I mean, no like, good on her if she's a good friend. And I feel like we'll find out, like, you know, that another series is going to come about Willow's brother because that's what I'd like to hear about. But anyway, so we get there to the wedding. Be there might be. Yes, I'm into that. I'm into that. So just putting it out there. <clears throat> so we get to the wedding. She dances with Julian. She plays "Fuck You" by Lily Allen while she's dancing with him, and he's like, <laughs> "I love that." I know. And she's like, you know, he's like, you're very slow to learn a lesson. And then he says, enjoy your honeymoon. So then they're all like, oh, my God, you must go nowhere alone. But then she goes to the toilet alone. I know. Guys, you're failing immediately. Straight up. So Loki walked out with her. Loki's dad pulls him away, which is obviously a setup. Come on, guys. I thought you were smarter than this. Um, And then (laughs) Uncle um uncle adrian pops up Mm. and um bam she gets drunk by someone who says Mm. enjoy your honeymoon and she's like i mean don't act who it was though no but you assume it's julian because said the same words but we just don't know maybe it's willow oh for willow (laughs) and it's the only fade to black scene in the whole book exactly made me laugh but probably nobody else (laughs) I was like no (laughs) yeah so that's where we're left I mean a lot happened in that book and I guess now I'm just waiting for the avenging angels because we know that Ash is going to go ballistic Mm. And, I mean, Jax is probably not over his road rage yet, so he's probably got a lot of rage inside of him. Like, still got a little bit of that sitting inside of him after his detox. So, you know, Mm. 
But then again, you know, it could be, it could be the quiet one you need to look out for. And I'm calling Loki the quiet one, even though he talks the most, just because he's the most happy one. So maybe he's going to be the mm. one that ends up going. Well, she's carrying his baby too. True. Yeah, he's definitely going to be the psychoist. Not the extra incentive there. Psychoist is a word now, by the way. Um, yeah. Psychoist. <laughs> is that what you just said? Psychoist. Psychoist. Okay. psychoist. Yeah, yeah. We'll hashtag yeah. on this. Hashtag psychoist. Yeah. Psychoist. Yeah. That makes sense. Psychoist. Like it. Mm-hmm. But so... I they've all got a bit of that, like, because when they were um, castrating that guy, they all, like, okay. when he makes a comment, um, he, they all go a bit psycho and Ash is, like, you know, has to pull them down. So, yeah, it's going to get interesting, I think. I can't yeah. wait to see the dark, the darker sides of them. I'm very excited about it. It is, yeah, so far it is It's a, quite dark at the moment and there's lots of tension. I'm like, it keeps being tense. <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what they I don't really know what they're gonna do they just sort of do stuff and I'm like I do know the endings of all the books but aside from that I don't really know what happens so I just yeah I just um write and then hope that it comes to me and then they do things and I'm like whoa I didn't know you were gonna do that that's crazy <laughs> oh my god where did that come from <laughs> <laughs> it's so true like the castration thing that was not planned <laughs> was not planned. <laughs> and I was like oh shit wow oh my god you guys are crazy <laughs> love it so how many books are there going to be in this although series? not as crazy as others you know so ju- I think this is the last one released that's the last one but they will probably pop up in other series I imagine maybe little little cameos. In, well, in fact, for the um, Willow's brother series, which is happening, they um, they play a bit of a role in that, but possibly not for a while. But it's kind of interconnected. I, I think. love that. I haven't started writing it yet, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about that story. I just I was very intrigued immediately um about her brother so yeah I'm excited to read that when are we expecting released well well the the release date is set for September but I'm hoping like with Captured I can bring it forward a bit I just it's interesting I was listening to your podcast oh which one was it the was it the last one of last year I was re-listening to that and the author there and you were saying about how third books can be a bit tricky and I've certainly found that with this one which is why I put quite a long release date on it because I was like this is this feels like I don't know I just feel like it's flowing but it's also a bit like I'm a bit like oh I don't want to finish I think it off. it's the last one maybe yeah yeah absolutely. yeah it's really it's really like that uh, and then it's like it feels a bit more mysterious like the others I've had a bit of a head start in that I know like the next few chapters what's happening it's like I literally sit down and I'm pretty much writing blind (laughs) just like sit down and I'm like okay what happens next and then stuff happens and I'm like oh (laughs) yeah it's a bit nerve-wracking 
I know I know a couple of bits but not till later on so this early part is really like I'm on the edge <laughs> I love it that you get so surprised about what happens it just it it intrigues me how yeah it just pops up and you're like oh my god that did not I did not see that coming it's just popped out <laughs> yeah okay. yeah it's it's quite I think it's quite fun though because it's quite fun to write and then hopefully it sort of comes across as reading as well like you're like whoa that's a bit left field oh I love it I love it it's fantastic okay guys so if you haven't read if you've listened in, because we do have people listening to the spoiler episodes, even though they haven't read it. So if you haven't read it, you can go and catch up now on the prequel and the first two books. They are fantastic. So I'm sure you'll enjoy them and let us know what you think. Um, but we will include all the links as usual in the in the description to the podcast as well. So you can jump on and um, have easy access to that and also where you can go and stalk Rosa on all the different social media platforms and see what's coming up but we're up to the fun question section Um, and we have changed the fun questions up so you're not even going to be prepared if you've listened (laughs) to the fun question no changed it up a bit surprise question changing it up okay where is the funniest place you were either inspired to write a spicy scene or did in fact write a spicy scene? Oh, um, so it's noting, but I had to edit bound over Christmas and we'd gone to my in-laws and I was sat at their dining table with my mother-in-law and father-in-law whilst, which scene was it? Gosh, it was one of the really spicy ones and I was there like (laughs) hoping no one looked over my shoulder (laughs) um, and then I took the picture to my husband and he thought it was really funny (laughs) it was like a double penetration I think most of the writing ones are at home I think it probably yeah I think it was I think it was I think it was the one oh no it was it was the one with um Kai and Loki that first you know two in one (laughs) and I was like (laughs) oh my god that was my favorite oh yes (laughs) that's amazing I love that that was a good one okay this is an old question but we can't give this question up it is a good one if you were a chair which celebrity would you like to sit on you oh oh um, um I'm quite a big Chatham fan, not gonna lie. Although he'd be quite heavy, wouldn't he? But I mean I wouldn't say no. Maybe I could be quite a sturdy chair. One of those like big wooden ones, but not one of those weird ones that you see in erotica. It oh erotica. <laughs> My husband took me to this show called Erotica. We're <laughs> just going off topic a bit. And it's this like it's this mad like basically it's like an ex what do they call it like an expo so you, you have all these stalls trying to sell you stuff like penis enhancers um <laughs> this was before we had children and um and then there's all sorts of weird holes in them um and then we saw the Thai lady boys they were really good and then I saw Dita Pontes and she was really good 
and then I was we were coming out and there was this like 80 year old couple and she was in full dom and he was in like his gimp mask and she was pulling him by the lead and stuff it was a bit it was an experience it was really interesting so maybe not that. one of those weird jokes sorry that was a complete <laughs> <dumb question. laughs> uh, I really want to go to one of these <laughs> absolutely it, it was really good Oh my god! Fun. I love that, and I love this. I love when people are really specific about the types of chairs that they are. I think it's important. Detail <laughs> is important. Mm. Yeah, I'm all about the detail. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> okay, what would be your weapon of choice if you were an assassin? Ooh. Well, I've always quite liked sort of maybe something, I don't know, like some sort of knife or like historical blade or something, but maybe quite delicate, but quite sort of, you know, although I'm, I'm not very stealth-like, I'm quite um, clumsy, um, <laughs> but I could be, I could totally be a stealth assassin with like a thin little blade, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, you're an assassin in this, in this example, so you're not like you're very well um being an assassin equipped yeah so you yeah. don't have to worry about it yeah so yeah, yeah absolutely Excellent. stealthy and everything <laughs> love it do you have any writing rituals oh so <clears throat> i do i'm really i'm a big fan of um like spotify playlists as you'll probably have guessed mm. with the um Book. there's lots of music and a lot of those scenes were written to those songs on repeat and a lot of scenes were inspired by songs um but it can be a bit of a drawback because sometimes I actually can't write properly unless I found the right song or the perfect playlist kind of like scene so I have a massive playlist for each book of things that I think will kind of work and then that helps kind of me write so I've I've got that I suppose and I do most of my writing in the evening I actually do struggle to write during the day even if I'm by myself because I think because I that's how I started was writing in the evening so but I don't know if that's really a tradition but yeah I think just those two really that's cool yeah I uh we do appreciate the books that have the the song choices like I'm a huge Spotify playlist fan and I recently shared my playlist with Amanda which was a huge deal because I you know she said can I please have your Spotify playlist and I was like oh he wasn't going to give it to me and we've been friends for a very like we've been friends since school so <laughs> I was like and we share a, like there's no boundaries with us but the Spotify she wasn't going to and I was like wow okay I didn't I don't know I don't know the limit of our friendship I didn't realize okay I even said to my husband I'm like Amanda just texted me and said she wants me to share my Spotify playlist and he's like what are you going to do and I'm like don't know I'm going to have to share it because we're best friends but like... yeah and she did I appreciated it she did but it's I just I gave her a precursor like it's literally so bipolar it's got every type of music genre it's just what I feel in the moment it's eight hours long mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, cool. I think I've got a list um it's like that yeah I've got quite a big list that I draw from that's similar but yeah. yeah I love a uh, playlist yeah mine's called awesome <laughs> 
um I don't know what is mine called because I do it with um my very one of my very first outfits she's really good at um she she does lots of like music stuff like she's really good at finding music and she set up I mean I can't remember what it's called now but it's really it's really good I sometimes I just listen to that to sort of get me started absolutely okay tell us a fun fact that not very many people know about you oh fun fact well you know my random job uh I could tell you like a far too much information fact that would make me laugh um so (laughs) probably shouldn't tell you this um so every time I sneeze my nipples go hard (laughs) don't know why don't know why just a thing and I thought this happened to everyone but apparently it doesn't (laughs) it wasn't that long ago that I discovered that it didn't (laughs) I I was like like, what do you mean it doesn't happen to you and they were like no it really doesn't happen to us never noticed it but now I feel like when I sneeze I'm definitely gonna try and it's gonna be like she's gonna sneeze and she's gonna be holding her boobs while she's doing it hang on it's coming it's going (laughs) (laughs) you have to tell me because there aren't many of us there aren't many of us that it happens to we should start a little club (laughs) like nipple hardened sneezes anonymous or something I don't know (laughs) I do want to know how that topic of conversation came up with your friends to find out that other people didn't have that like (laughs) I don't know how did it come up I just I think it's just I'm quite a sharer maybe obviously (laughs) maybe I was just like yeah this happens I was like oh just excuse the smuggling peanuts or something and they were like what (laughs) I was like oh did you have to for everyone they're like no you're on your own there Mind. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. It just does remind me of random conversations that Beck and I have that come up sometimes. But yeah, I, I do love that. When you ask that question, like, what do you mean? It's <laughs> I know, but it's just Anyone? I still like to to listen to how it does come up because it's always hilarious. <laughs> I just feel like anyone got a hold of our Snapchats or our texts or just our phone logs, they would be extremely concerned. <laughs> so Correct. Correct. That's the best kind. Yeah. Um, All right. So since you are in a sharing mood, what is the most embarrassing situation you've been in? Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know. I don't really get that embarrassed. Maybe I should. Maybe I should (laughs) should get more embarrassed. I'm trying. I mean, that's good. Maybe something like farting in front of someone or something like that, maybe. Or <laughs> I'm just trying to think, embarrassing. I don't know. Oh, 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 actually, I do know one recently. I mean, it wasn't that embarrassing, but um, I was on the beach with my family and um, there was a really hot guy in the sea, like really hot. Like, and he had like a tattoo and half down the thing. He was really good with it, like really ripped. And obviously I was checking him out. Why wouldn't you be? And then as he walked from the sea in, onto the beach, my husband called out to him and said, my wife's checking you out. But his oh wife was God. stood there with their toddler and she got really annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was a little bit embarrassed, but I mean, he was hot. Like, 
it was more that his wife I just was like look if you if you've got some if you're like married to someone that hot you've got to accept that other I know check him out people are gonna and the look, fact that my uh, husband didn't really care that I was checking him out he just I know right right I mean that's the whole point he he did blush a bit which was quite sweet actually I was like oh god you're like one from one of those sweet romances aren't you, you know, <laughs> in the beach. you're a Little small blush. town romance character aren't you you're but yeah it was dark romances you're a small town romance character yeah you're not you're not in the dark he's not romance, he's not going to an erotic <laughs> so I suppose that was at the end though <laughs> no no he's no like he's no loki i mean he's, yeah, he's no loki not. or ash or carnage no obviously not no. not going and picking a sex chair <laughs> <laughs> no he's probably never even heard of erotica so no that's true that's, that's true. a shame but yeah that was i suppose that was mildly embarrassing <laughs> that is a shame he could you know he was very good looking so much potential wasted Oh, and also actually that same beach, there's funny things on those beach, that same beach, part of it becomes a nudist beach. Um, and just before Christmas, I was walking down it. This isn't, this isn't England, right? Right. So England Christmas, it was seven degrees. It felt like four degrees. I was taking the dogs for a walk down it by myself. Let's be honest. I was trying to escape the children unless it was my in-laws. And, um, and I didn't realize so I was on the sand dunes because they've got signs because you can walk down the whole beach but then it becomes nudie beach but they've got signs on the beach but not on the sand dunes to be like oh nudist beach here and then I just casually looked over and there's some guy completely naked <laughs> with just walking boots on and a rucksack he was like morning and I was like oh morning <laughs> I was like jeez dude it's really cold but I must admit it's he really didn't cold. look like the cold affected him if you know what I mean I was like either you're really quite well endowed to start with or you're just used to this kind of weather <laughs> and actually funny enough it was my uh, father-in-law that asked me he was like oh I bet you could tell he was cold I was like well actually <laughs> no, I mean it was, was the first question it was the first See? question that came to my mind um See? as well yeah, he and really I was wasn't. thinking I was oh that's a, that is well, I mean that is that something for him to boast about and maybe he is well endowed so he's like you know what I'm gonna go out there at this time so people can be impressed by my manhood and that's yeah probably gives I him a bit the of beach a, in an English winter yeah it probably gives him a bit of a boost for the day like oh, look at me go he wasn't that young I think I don't know <laughs> clearly <laughs> you don't know because you were only looking um, at his his uh, package <laughs> so <laughs> I was only looking at his package, maybe, yeah, I might have been a little bit. Sorry. It. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, these are the types of stories that we love to hear. Um, yes, well, that's all we've got for today, but thank you so much for joining us. And as I said, we'll include all the links in the, pro in the podcast description. And we hope to talk to you again and can't wait to read released yes thank you so much for having me it's been so fun all right guys um thanks for listening in we had an absolute ball with rosa and oh my god <laughs> that fun fact about her getting stiff nipples when she sneezes i know i know and um actually <laughs> i have been hanging to sneeze since we interviewed Rosalie so I did sneeze once today 
I was out in public at my son's baseball game and I was trying to be a little bit, you know, kind of discreet, but um, I'm still yet to confirm. So she feels like her nipples did get harder. But... Oh, yeah, kind of, but it was cold. So, so she's not sure. She I'm not sure. doesn't have enough scientific proof to be able to back that up as yet, but we really want to test that out. Mm-hmm. So even if we bring it into next week's podcast, just stay tuned. I'm sure you're all dying to I know. I just haven't sneezed since, so I can, I can neither confirm nor deny yeah. whether it's a scientific fact, I guess. So I guess if you that's guys what we're want to, to like, please um, hit us up in our DMs to let us know if this is something for you because Rosalie would love the support. Um, you yeah, know. At the moment she thinks she's a minority. Yeah. <laughs> and I must say, look, I I know for a fact that I don't get stiff nipples when I sneeze because I am a serial sneezer. Um, so oh I my sneeze gosh. a lot of times. You, you sneeze um, like eight times in a row. It's so if I had stiff nipples from sneezing they would be that way the entire time I, feel so I, I know that that's not the them. case yeah. yeah I feel I definitely would have noticed them because you sneeze <laughs> a lot too like you are like the ultimate sneezer I've never met anyone except for you and your kids that sneeze that yeah. way <laughs> and I'm like I love when people when you're around people and they don't actually they've never experienced your chaotic sneezing and they go to prematurely bless you and I'm it's like extremely no, awkward She's not done. So it is good to have somebody with me when it occurs like you Mm. that is aware of the situation because obviously whilst I'm in the middle of my sneezing frenzy, I can't tell them, please stop embarrassing yourself by saying bless you every time. It's going to take a while, Mm. but at least you can do that Um, because otherwise it's just really awkward because I'm kind of like (laughs) trying to accept it, but I can't because I'm still sneezing. So, yeah. I'm just a one sneeze and done. Yeah, no, not me, not me. No, you've got like a chain reaction. (laughs) While we're on the topic of fun facts, um, I just thought I'd throw one out there for you. Um, Hmm. So uh, this is a sex fun fact and basically it is that anywhere between 7 and 13 minutes is the desired optimum time for penetrative sex. So that's not the foreplay, it's just the penetration, 7 to 13 minutes. That's very specific. 7 and 13, that's the desired optimum time. Okay, seven mm. to 13 minutes. Yes. So um, anyway, there you go, guys. Okay, well. so, so that's a fun fact you can bring out at the parties. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, right. Well, I mean, okay, seven to 13 minutes, right. And then everything else is on top of. The foreplay is on top of that, yeah. That's just penetrative sex. So mm. Mm. there you go. Yeah. So anyway, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Just like segued away from that. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, I, I was not expecting that fun fact. So, um, um, yeah. yes, I hope you did enjoy it. Um, obviously, you've uh, if you haven't already, you can read Captured, Bound. Um, and Hunted, so Hunter's the prequel novella. Um, and then you can go and stalk Rosalie on socials. We've included all her links in the podcast mm-hmm. description. And um, if you head over to our Instagram, we will be doing a giveaway as well for our interview for next week. Yes. So, so. next week we have Devil Air by Rachel Lee. <gasps> 
Oh my god, it's a stepbrother forbidden romance. Mm. Oh my god, Good I alone. love me a stepbrother romance. So they will be giving an ebook uh, copy away of Devil Air. So head over to our Instagram for details on how you can enter. win that. Um, once again, thanks for listening, and if you do have time uh send us a review or even just a rating we would very much appreciate it and we hope you have a great week bye